Welcome to Laugh It Up Fuzzball. I am Joe the Wookie Riot. Welcome to the podcast where we talk about life, the universe, and everything, but mostly geek stuff. A place where we get to let our geek flag fly and talk about all things geek. As I've said before, this isn't an amalgamation of geek news or a comprehensive guide to all genres or the world of geekdom. Hopefully it's just a fun place to cover some geek news, comics, The Simpsons, Star Wars, and whatever randomness finds its way on the recording. But let us get started. Well, hey, hey, friends. Welcome to uh, level 218 of Laugh It Up Fuzzball. <laughs> I am Joe the Wookie Riot, your regular host, and, and coming to you with a, a normal solo episode. Uh, it's been a couple weeks since we've talked about news or did a roundup of stuff on the, the Facebook page, and I figured, hey, you know, why not? Why not do that? Which is sort of funny since I actually come to this podcast like armed with like over two hours of recorded material. Uh, with some friends that'll that'll be somewhere in the future, and then of course a few ideas with some uh, new voices and some old voices. But uh, I just figured, you know, why not why not sit back with you and uh, and cover some of the normal stuff like catch up on news. That way, uh, that way it'll <laughs> that way I'll be caught up. <laughs> like yeah, that's that's long and short of it. Like it, you, I tend to fall behind. Although with uh, the crazy election stuff in uh, in America, there there was a bit of a period of time where no news was getting reported, like nothing but uh, politics and votes. And of course, now it seems like things are, are getting back to uh, some sense of normalcy, as far as at least geek news coming down. But what we do, we just run through the different segments. And uh, I do some chatting and and talking your ear holes, maybe tell you some stuff you haven't heard about, or maybe uh, some things that you've been thinking about yourself, maybe just give you some uh, some news articles that you can look up on the interwebs and find out more for yourself. So with that being said, we're going to start off with our triple F, the fantabulous fuzzballs focus, and this is just if you're not already a member on on the book of faces, there is a laugh it up fuzzballs. That's fuzzball with an S group. Uh, it is a private group, but you just ask to join, and as long as you're not an awful person. We say yes. You can literally join the over 600 people that are there talking about whatever. Now, now in fairness, there's like 600 plus people, but they probably have like, I don't know, maybe one-tenth of that or maybe one-twentieth of that, like actually engaging. But there's there's some new uh, new voices and faces from time to time. And honestly, it's, it's cool. I'm, I'm totally down with just uh, something dropping in someone's feed where they... They get access to some of these news stories, and and if you're if you're one of those people that listens, and is part of the group and doesn't doesn't really engage, that's cool. I get that. I was I was part of a super popular for a while Simpsons blog, where the same thing. You know what I mean? They say for for every one person that comments, you probably have you know anywhere from fifty to hundred people seeing the same material. Uh, so hey, totally okay with me. But there's lots of news that drops there, and I do I do like to share it because I know not everybody does the social media stuff. Some people are just Instagrammers or Twitter, and and if you are, follow me on those things. I'm at at Wookie Riot, although I don't I don't post all the time. I do I do post on occasion there, here and there, as uh, as the fancy fits me and as uh, as I have free time and as as my better half Heather's. Uh, not telling me to, to stop reading the news because it's driving me oh so crazy. <laughs> but you know it doesn't drive me crazy? Geek news. And uh, that should be very evident from uh, po- me posting news on uh, the Laugh-It-O Fuzzballs page. Plug, plug, plug. Uh, starting with some news that I posted. The screenwriter for the 1990 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie apparently wants a sequel 
set in the same universe that of course this is coming off the hills of like terminator movies you know 20 years later and halloween 20 years later them uh, getting rid of a lot of the the sequels that came out and just uh resetting if you will not so much a reboot as a reset <laughs> you know reboot reset reimagining use whatever term you want because ultimately it's going to mean whatever it does to you but this is very exciting because the writer's name is bobby herbeck and uh, apparently he's actually talked to uh, Steve Barron, the original director of the 1990 movie, as well as Brian Henson of Jim Henson Studios, about about doing practical puppet turtles again. And uh, while there's been the CGI versions, you know, the live action CGI versions, there's just something off in uh, going back to those original Turtles movies. Like, yes, they they're they're you you know that uh, it's people in suits and actually if you watch sometimes you can see faces in the mouths of the suits but that's neither here nor there it uh it just really has a certain magic to it and if they could like the article was saying if they could use the technology that's come out and bring those suits to the next level and tell another story in the universe i i think that would really be amazing and cool and when i was a kid like these movies they were my jam i watched them very very often including turtles in time <laughs> that's right danny turtles in time uh but yeah go ninja go ninja go and uh, hopefully this gets a green light and it's go ninja go ninja go uh another news clive barker joined hbo's hellraiser series as an executive producer uh the director apparently for some of these is going to be david gordon greed who if you don't know who that is he's basically responsible for all the new halloween films from 2018 to present speaking of like movies getting a reboot if you will um basically this is all the pinhead action that people enjoy uh which does come from the imagination of clive barker and his novel the hellbound heart so this is really good news i really also like this quote from him he said quote i'm eager to bring to a new audience the most powerful and ancient elements of horror the darkest evil invading our human lives and how we must find in ourselves the power to resist it that's a really cool quote and uh the hellraiser movies are (laughs) very interesting and twisted and uh their goal is you know to take this series and uh bring a hellraiser to a whole new generation and take it back to its roots and i really i think this is rad news and just one more point of how hbo max is the hippo max is figuring out how to uh how to do cool things um i also shared the official trailer for the lego star wars holiday special it's a really cute trailer but don't you don't have to watch the trailer if you do the disney plus watch the actual Lego Star Wars holiday special. It uh, it's it's quite fun. Um, I also shared an article showing off the new Batmobile for CW's Batwoman show. Uh, it's it's cool. Uh, modified C7 Corvette, definitely sporty. Definitely be fast for Batman. Uh, trying to get away. Of course, it has a red piping and red underlights, which is all to pay homage to Adam West, which really makes me happy. It does raise some questions about a. the corvette like being incognito but there might be a way to just turn those lights off and then it's just an all-black car and uh then batwoman will (laughs) have a good time trying to escape although the the batmobile if we're honest always sort of uh is one of those vehicles you see it and you're like oh that's batman so uh he then he has to get away (laughs) whether whether it's shedding the exterior and making it into a, a, a a cigar shape so he can get through a narrow alley or uh, whether it's just uh, driving really fast. <laughs> but I think, uh, I, I thought it was cool. I mean, they've got the 
the souped-up Mustang, which is going to be Robert Pattinson's Batmobile, which I actually raised my eyebrows much more than uh, this Corvette. I thought I thought it was a cool design, and I'm looking forward to the second season of Batwoman. Um, other news. Johnny Depp forced to exit Fantastic Beasts and Mads Mikkelsen moving into the role of uh, Grindelwald for that Fantastic Beasts movie. You know, honestly, I choose to not get too involved with this whole discussion and really any discussions of cancel culture uh, and this entire marital drama between Depp and uh, Amber Heard from the little that I have heard it really just sound like the two were in a toxic relationship that that both of them are lucky to be rid of but it, it seems like the the repercussions of this uh, relationship continue and I'm, I'm not sure what it's going to do to the career of either individual and uh, really all I can say is if you feel a certain way about it uh, the way we you show your opinion is whether or not you spend your hard-earned money from your wallet from your digital account uh, because ultimately money is the only thing the studios care about i i think uh, i'll still be supporting fantastic beasts especially with them putting mads mickelson in i think that's a really wise decision and i mean you know this isn't completely bad news for fans of johnny Depp. he did have a pay to play clause in his contract so he's making all the money he would have if he had shot at least this movie i'm not sure if it's for the entirety of the series but uh, he's gonna get his paycheck, and um, you know, I, it, it felt like a lot of a lot of the waves from everything that went with him had stopped, and it does seem like the internet is much more on 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 his side of the fence than on Amber Heard's. I've, I've read some articles about people wanting to cancel uh, Amber Heard in Aquaman too. Uh, I, I I don't I don't know. I do know when Aquaman two comes out, I'm gonna see it because I want to see Broside and King of the Brochen. Uh, kick ass in the ocean where octopi play drums and uh, you know there it would be smart to maybe replace Amber Heard especially you know same company doing the replacing you know WB uh, recasting for uh, Fantastic Beasts so to me it would make sense to just uh, make it fair on both sides but uh, you know I'm, I'm not really involved in everything that's going on and I don't don't know that I have an opinion more than if you're really pissed off about it, then don't don't spend money on it. I have a buddy who 100% despises Brian Singer and and all the allegations that go with him with X Men movies. And he, as much as he loved X Men, he never went to go see one of those movies. And I applauded him for uh, sticking to his con- convictions. For me, were convictions. I don't eat Jimmy John's because I think the owner of that is a uh, is a bad example of a human being. And I also don't eat Chick Fil A because I don't believe in their politics. But uh, that you know, you just you do what you do. Uh, and more positive news: DC Comics has promoted Marie Javins to be editor in chief. I really dig this news, and from what I've heard, um, this lady is a joy for creatives to work with. Also, really cool um, for top roles to be taken by qualified folks, like regardless of gender. And I think it's really cool to have a lady editor in chief. It is worth sharing this quote from her. Uh, she said, "As a young girl." Devouring comics of Wonder Woman, Nubia, and Supergirl, I never dreamed that decades later I'd be at the helm of the mighty DC Comics. I'm incredibly honored by this responsibility and will dedicate myself to supporting and challenging DC's extended family of staff, talent, retailers, and partners around the world in our quest to tell innovative visual stories that both reflect and expand our world, and in some cases, our galaxy and multiverse. Really just yay for some good news after all the layoffs at DC and and here's hoping with her at the helm of being editor-in-chief lots more uh, DC Comics goodness. Uh, We also had some details 
drop for Leslie Headland's Star Wars show. Uh, this apparently is going to be set in a different pocket of the Star Wars timeline and universe. Basically, this is like Star Wars adjacent, telling new stories in a female-led tale that uh, there's been rumors is going to be really uh, martial arts-centric. Headland describes it basically as a tent revival if Star Wars was a religion, which which is interesting. But of course, you say tent revival, all of a sudden I'm I'm picturing people dancing with snakes, and not just head-tailed twi'leks, and 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 you know, uh, but the power of Star Wars compels you and, and healing non-believers. Uh, she did say that uh, it's going to add new info to the canon and new characters. And uh, I know one thing, the, the title of that article that I shared where it says it's an alternate universe, it's a clickbait title, and it is misleading. I think this uh, really comes down to just as a gigantic galaxy, and there's, there's plenty of places to play where it doesn't have to be everything that we know about. Sort of makes me think, uh, although it's a book I haven't read, I've heard a lot about it, the, the tales of Luke Skywalker, where like they encounter people that know of the Force, but they call it a different thing, you know? And uh, all of that could be really interesting. And uh, I'm curious. I mean, really, if we're honest, like up until like quite recently, The Mandalorian was like Star Wars adjacent in so much that it was in the same universe, uh, populated by characters that we knew, but it wasn't contending with any of them. And uh, now that's a little bit different, although it's contending not with the the primary movies in so much as uh, maybe some of the other entertainment that people have enjoyed. But uh, I'm all for this. I think it could be fun. And uh, we'll see. It's going to be on the Disney Plus. And uh, more details, I'm sure, will drop in the future. I also dropped some articles about WandaVision. Uh, it didn't say in the articles that I dropped, I don't believe. But the the release date has been moved to like January 15th, I believe. So we're not getting our Marvel in 2020. But it's really not that much longer to wait you know, mid-January to, to see this show. I do think it's really, really exciting how much they're going to you know pay tribute to all the different sitcoms where they talked about like picking the brain of dick van dyke <laughs> for uh for some ideas and uh and just you know seeing uh you know elizabeth olsen and paul bettany saying they may have missed their calling working on uh on television rather than films and uh it, it, for all extents and purposes this looks like it's going to be wonderful six episodes to blow your mind basically you get a six-hour movie and uh that's provided all the episodes of course are an hour long but yeah, it's, it's really, really freaking cool, and both those articles are awesome, especially that EW one that I put down in the comments. I really, really enjoyed that article. Other news, Constantine 2 with Keanu Reeves is apparently a thing. It's going to be happening, and uh, as, as of right now, I don't have much more, because of full admission, if you read the comments on Laugh It Up Fuzzballs, I haven't seen the first Constantine. Apparently, at some point when the world is more normal, I'll, uh, I'll, I might go have a beer and watch it with uh, Blue. Or maybe I'll just watch it at home because it's available from a diff- couple different avenues. Something uh, something that I need to definitely need to watch on my list. If I'm really being honest, the reason I didn't see it the first time has nothing to do with like Keanu or you know them changing John Constantine. More than uh, I just normally don't watch things that have to do with demons and that sort of magic. It's just I don't know something my entire life that I haven't really been into. Uh, that sort of horror tends to scare me more than uh, ghost stories or whatnot. So, uh, you know, I just, I didn't, didn't rush off to see it. And then, you know, the window closed by, by the time. And then it's just been a while and I've never seen it. And it's something to check out at some point. But I know a lot of people love that Constantine movie, even though it is different than John Constantine from the comics. And uh, I'm a big fan of Keanu. So I'm sure, I'm sure it probably is swell and fun to watch. And if you love it, good news for you, Constantine 2. 
and, and good news for me, something that I have 100% seen, apparently Short Circuit is coming back, uh, getting a reboot with a, a Latinx twist. And, uh, and I joked when I posted it that does that mean that Johnny Five was always a member of Los Locos? Los Locos kick your ass. Los Locos punch your face. Los Locos kick your balls into outer space. <laughs> uh, young impressionable Joe the Wookie Riot just uh, having, although I don't know that I said the song perfectly, just having that stuck in my head and, and Johnny Five all, all spray painted. And uh, I guess... It's, this is really, really cool news. I'm just hoping that uh, whatever they do, if, if they're going to have you know, the Indian American character in it, I hope they cast an Indian American actor rather than uh, having a, a white person play that role. I guess uh, that's all I'll say. It was the, was the 80s, 90s, so I guess I'll, I'll give it a pass, but uh, you don't get a pass again. It's, it's a different world, and, and hopefully they're, they're much smarter about their casting. Uh, I, I did post on there too, uh, for those of you who like my tones, you're listening to my voice, I was uh, was on an episode of my friend's podcast, uh, the Benchwarmers podcast, you can look it up on any place where the podcasts are, it was episode 44, entitled Technically the Truth with Joey, a bunch of my friends do call me Joey, although I do go by Joe, as, as you know from me saying I'm Joe the Wookiee Riot. But uh, yeah, if you wanna if you wanna hear more of me and not necessarily, I talk a little bit of geek, but but talk some other stuff and uh, just uh, fun in an interview format with other hosts, <laughs> having a good time and it was a, a fun conversation. So uh, that's Benchwarmers podcast episode forty four, um, and the link is there on on Laugh It Up Fuzzballs. I also posted a really cool article. Apparently, the Air Force is hoping to outfit uh, their non-stealth fighter jets, their older jets like the F-15 and the F-16 and maybe even the A-10 with anti-missile lasers. The The title says death rays, but it's not not specifically. I mean, freaking planes with freaking laser beams. This is the, the acronym TALWIS or T-A-L-W-S. It's a tactical airborne laser weapon system, a pod-mounted laser that will protect fighters from incoming missiles. Hoping to do this somewhere in the 2020s. Uh, they're going to have another program, the Self-Protect High Energy Laser Demonstrator, which they're calling SHIELD, which will inform the, the Tawas laser. And then basically they're going to pair it with existing like chaff and flare defenses, basically making fighter jets have a sort of R2-D2 artificial intelligence that's basically tasked with defending the plane from missile attacks. And... Holy hell! This is this is the science fiction of my childhood, coming true. I mean, for hundreds of years, planes have been armed with guns, but uh, basically, those are just placeholders for uh, lasers, uh, for direct fire aircraft weapons, and and yeah, what what more to say than just wow? And uh, it's interesting, and it's cool, and it, it's in no time we're we're flying X wings into into battle as <laughs> yeah, space force in the cosmos i suppose <laughs> uh, another article that i i posted up chris pratt confirmed for love thor love and thunder we like i said we all knew this was going to happen but uh you know at the end of endgame there's that really lovely scene with thor and the guardians of the galaxy and now it just looks like what everybody hoped was going to happen might continue nobody knows how much he's in the movie where it's a quick cameo or whether it's a portion of the movie also, I've I've heard uh, I think Vin Diesel actually like teased teased this news a while back, and then of course it wouldn't be much to have Bradley Cooper come back as Rocket, and then I'm sure or hopefully we're gonna get more news of of Gamora and Drax 
and Mantis also being in the movie. But heck yeah, this will make for some really great comedy. And I'm sure Taika Waititi is, is just going to give us a lovely, wonderful movie. And this uh, just proves that it's going to have even more good stuff. So I'm excited for this. There also is the really interesting news, Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, you know, there's been lots of rumors about whether it was going to debut on a, on a streamer or whatnot, but it is. It is debuting on HBO Max on Christmas Day. It'll also be released in theaters where there are theaters uh, that the movie could be watched, I think, like a week earlier. But yeah, if you do Hibbo Max, you can see Wonder Woman 1984 on Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Happy Life Day. Happy Kwanzaa, Festivus, uh, Solstice, Hanukkah. Ramadan, whatever, any of whatever your particular flavor of uh, end of the year holiday is, congrats! Uh, it's going to be a little bit more wonderful, and like I said, I'm sure a lot of a lot of Santa's wish lists that are from kids are going to include subscriptions to HBO Max. And if you're lucky like me, and do your phone through uh, AT and T, then you already have it for free, and you're you're mucho mucho excited. Uh, I did post up a reminder that Marvel's Indigenous Voices comics came out this week, Wednesday the 18th, and uh, it's it's lovely from the the beginning of it uh, with the Watu drove John in the native style talking about the different native heroes, the different indigenous heroes in the Marvel universe. Uh, the story with Echo was re- like the the entirety of it. It just all the stories were really really good. And uh, I, they also had a reprint of uh, Voices, which is uh, the Marvel podcast Voices, which turned into that collaboration, which has put together much more like if you're familiar with the Love is Love comic, uh, where it's just real quick panels. Uh, the Indigenous Voices is actually more like an anthology where it has like the, the four different stories, if you include the uh, Owatu stuff at the beginning of it. But it's really good. It's lovely. I actually picked up the original cover and then a variant cover because my mother-in-law actually is going to be sending a copy of it to one of her friends who lives on a reservation. To uh, just you know, she thought it was cool and she figured she'd send it. And I'm going to write a little, a little note saying you know what it is and and what it means and and just to show her friend who is native that uh you know the the world is is doing its part to make sure that that the the lives and realities of indigenous people are shown to be important and given some sort of representation and in this case in the the comic book pop culture it's really really neat and i i love it very very much and then of course happy life day it's belated on on wednesday or on tuesday was the actual happy life day november 17th anniversary of the holiday special but uh like danny posted the Lego holiday special is a thing, and I agree with them. It was very pleasant. It uh, it was like a warm hug, and uh, although I do I do wonder how much the kids loved it, because I was watching it with my six year old, and it's like forty seven minutes long, something like that, and he was into it for like the first twenty or so minutes, and then he wanted to go play, and uh, you know that's not necessarily a critique of the show. He's not the kind of kid that just sits there and watches things, but uh, I thought I thought it was fun. It uh, definitely was self aware. It, uh, it knew what it was doing. It did uh, did take place after the rise of Skywalker, in so much as uh, the characters, you know, were were there. <laughs> but uh, it does go through the past of, of Star Wars, and I don't really want to spoil anything. It was just nice. It had uh, had some fun in it. Based on the trailer, I thought it was going to be a little bit funnier than it actually was. But I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it very very much, and I think it is uh, it is worth a uh, listen. And it is absolutely 
100% better than the original holiday special. Moving away from news that uh, I posted, of course, Danny the Deuce, our unofficial correspondent, news correspondent for the podcast, of course, threw up some things. Uh, the first is that The Mandalorian Season 3 is aiming to start for production either at the end of this year or early 2021. And of course, we all hope that means we're going to get the third season of Mandalorian in uh, October 2021. But, uh, you know, there's still what there's been the the three episodes of a uh, Mandalorian and uh, I believe there's a total of eight so we've got it going on right now with season two so no no need to be sad we're, we're not in the the waiting game but it is nice to know that they're they're gonna keep going with that and and speaking of shows that they're gonna keep going with uh, one of the shows that me and Danny talked about in the the most recent episode of the podcast before this in episode 217 was uh, Umbrella Academy, and and like we intimated on there, it's renewed for a third season. Production is set to start in February of next year, and based off the cliffhanger from season two, I am so stoked for uh, more episodes for this crazy gang of siblings and what is going on in the reality. Uh, especially considering like the big reveal from that cliffhanger, like there's there's so much more opportunity for story. Danny also posted about CW developing a Wonder Girl series. This is based off uh, Yara Flor, the Brazilian Amazon, who apparently has taken center stage as part of this uh, DC future state that I talked about in the last news episode. Uh, she is the new Wonder Woman for that, and according to Deadline, uh, they're they're going to use in this character who was born uh, from an Amazonian warrior and a Brazilian river god and uh, was Wonder Girl, and then with her powers fights evil... Um, that's trying to destroy the world as, as Wonder Woman does and becomes Wonder Woman. And uh, I think I think it's neat. And obviously there's something in this character where where all those folks over in the Berlantiverse, in the in the DCW verse, the Arrowverse, if you will, uh, are excited to to tell stories. So cool. Uh, Danny also posted apparently People magazine has announced their sexiest man alive for 2020, and it is none other than Eric Killmonger himself. Michael B. Jordan, and uh, cool news, yeah, he's a seems to be a really cool human being, and he is attractive, and and good for him. Way to go! And I, I think I also like just because he's so involved, you know, in in social matters and with Black Lives Matter and stuff like that. Like it's good because uh, it gives him a little more visibility to the world. Uh, some people really care about those lists, and uh, yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think it's really neat. Good for him. Danny also today posted Hibbo Max picking up Ava DuVernay. Uh, she's doing a series based off the DMZ comic. And uh, I'm aware of this comic. I sort of know, you know, that New York City is a demilitarized zone, demilitarized zone uh, in, in a world where America is at war with itself again in a second civil war. And I don't really know much more than that. Uh, I have heard people talk about it. It's just a comic that I've never read. But uh, it feels very poignant. Uh, in a, in a in a world seemingly divided by politics now, so uh, yeah, that uh, it'll be interesting, and hopefully this is a case where uh, the fiction means that the real world never duplicates it; <laughs> it gets to stay fiction. And Danny also posted about uh, this Avengers of the Wasteland podcast. If you didn't know, on SiriusXM there are Marvel podcasts, including the Marvel Voices podcast that I talked about. There's like a Marvel Today podcast. There was uh, Wolverine the Long Night, which was a limited series podcast, basically them telling uh, a comic book in audio form, and that's what this sounds like. You're getting Old Man Logan and Old Man Hawkeye and Old Man Star-Lord 
plus uh, Silver Widow or Grey Widow. It's a Natasha Romanoff old and presumably still alive. I'm not I'm not really quite sure, but the Wastelands is what they what they call the universe where Old Man Logan and all that stuff is from. So uh, this is a uh, this is them fighting whatever it is. And I'm I'm always a big fan of these these Wasteland stories. I really liked Old Man Quill and Old Man Hawkeye and Old Man Logan. So yes, please more and uh, while I'm not going to be adding a podcast per se to uh, to my list because I'm not sure how these serious XM things go over to the the free of it all but uh, maybe Daniel listen to it and have an opinion to give everybody on a, one of our guest episodes here in the future we'll see Corey posted some news uh, apparently Dwayne the Rock Johnson is going to produce a reboot of the Scorpion King movies <laughs> uh, he was famously uh, a really bad CG monster at the end of the second mummy movie and then uh, they did a uh, you know a, a side movie just about the Scorpion King which was much better and had less awful CGI uh, but then apparently, I didn't even realize it, I think I might have known that they did a Scorpion King 2 without him, but they did a 2, 3, and a 4. Like, they kept going with that. And uh, apparently, you know, that's that's how The Rock started in all the all of the movie stuff. So I'm sure it's really close to his heart, and uh, maybe he just he wants, he wants the first thing that got him into the biz to, uh, to have a better version, maybe. Although, uh, it doesn't mean that he's going to be in it. Uh, although he could always find a way to like have a little cameo or whatnot, but apparently he sees uh, he sees an, an audience that wants to see this, and uh, why not? Sure, fine, good, great, grand, okay. <laughs> uh, Corey also posted James Gunn confirmed Sylvester Stallone uh, cast in the Suicide Squad. Uh, no more news than that really other than you know Sly did work with James Gunn in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 uh, playing playing the leader of the original Guardians uh, that was really cool and then I heard a rumor that maybe Sly is going to be voicing King Shark um, although none of that's confirmed and uh, we'll just have to wait for the movie to come out to see to see what it is I mean Brad Pitt had a cameo in Deadpool 2 that uh, some people still don't know about uh, and there, there's, there's been other weird things like uh, trying to think, and uh, one of the, I don't know, I'm, I'm thinking of Matt Damon like in an Ant Man movie or something like that, or I, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm losing my train of thought. It's late at night, and I'm just trying to get this podcast out to you, so I'll stop before I just put my foot in the mouth. And then uh, Corey also shared the trailer for the 2021 Tom and Jerry movie. I, I agree with Corey. This movie was not on my radar in any way shape or form if you told me they were doing a tom and jerry movie i'd be like fine but then you watch the trailer and you're like are they literally doing like roger rabbit in so much that they have live action you know stuff going on and people but the the 2d animation tom and jerry and and in a weird way that just works as it goes along you find out that you know cartoon physics still exist in this real world and there's something going on in a hotel that doesn't involve the kid from home alone uh and and there's cartoon elephants and i really don't know what was going on but i was just intrigued for uh the shenanigans and antics of of tom v jerry in in the real world hotel and uh yeah, I'm a big fan of Roger Rabbit, and and I think somebody else is too, and only time will tell how good this is and how it comes out. But yeah, I was like, wow, I didn't ask for this, but I'm so interested in it. It just really looked cool. 
Blue shared an image of uh, the Batman who frags. Uh, if you don't know what that is, basically, uh, ever since they did Dark Knight's Metal, there's this entire like dark multiverse, where in the dark multiverse, there are, there are different weird versions of lots of different characters, but specifically Batman. And, and this is exactly what it sounds like, it looks like. It is a mashup of Lobo and Bats. Um, you know, I thought I was clever with, with mashup names like Batbo and Lowman, but reading the article with Lobo actually calling calling this version Frazetta Batman or the Bat Bastiche, and then uh, yeah, the, the Bat Main Man was, I think, what Blue said. I mean, basically, this is a one-shot. Uh, it is narrated by the main man Lobo. This is Dark Knight's Death Metal Infinite Hours Extreme with three X's. <laughs> and uh, the Batman who frags is Bruce Wayne who injected himself with Zarnian DNA to get enhanced strength and a healing factor. And uh, yeah, yeah, it looks fun and is definitely a comic I, I am interested in reading. Uh, Dan the Library Man popped in with a couple things. Uh, he just wanted everybody to know how excited he was about episode 11, which was the episode of The Mandalorian, which aired last week. Uh, I'm, I'm all sore, all four people, like, sharing their excitement for things, especially when they do a respectful like Dan without uh, spoilers. Um, I think the, the spoilers for Mandalorian will officially be lifted after the entire series is aired and a couple weeks has gone by, I'm sure. Me and Danny will sit down and talk about it, especially because I know he has some feelings that he wants to, to share about some certain things in there. Uh, Dan also shared some of his Star Wars Legion miniatures. He's really big into uh, painting the miniatures, and he plays the games that they're involved with. And, and they were rad. I liked I liked your Landspeeder, and I liked your uh, Luke Skywalker. thought it was really cool. And then also just a shout-out to Dan uh, for uh, introducing me to the East to West comic. Uh, I, I finished it. I actually uh, have now read all 45 issues of East to West, and while I won't talk about it here on this podcast at some point, yeah, I definitely I, I would love to talk about it. Me and Dan actually have an idea for uh, a podcast uh, episode that we wanted to talk about, so it might be very appropriate with uh, the dystopia of, of the entirety of East to West to, to throw it into there. But thanks, bud. I really enjoyed it. And if you're looking for a good comic, like it's it's one it's finished there's 10 volumes from uh image 45 issues and it's really really freaking good uh jacob is the last person sharing news he just shared an image of timothy oliphant uh his character cop vanth from the episode one of the second season uh which is uh cop vanth wearing the boba fett armor and a really funny joke about buying costumes online and uh <laughs> i just I, I thought it was cool and uh you know, when I, when I first saw Cobb Vanth wearing the armor, I was like, man, that doesn't fit him well at all. <laughs> it does remind me of uh, some people that cosplay as Mandalorians. And uh, that's that's neither here nor there. Uh, I think I think Bobo wears it better, but I do think Cobb Vanth is cooler. So I'll just leave it there. Uh, moving away from uh, the Fantabulous Fuzzballs focus, there is some other news. There was some Star Wars stuff. Uh, while I do not want to spoil anything from uh, the second episode of season two, there is a lot of hubbub online about it, and uh, at some point we'll talk about it. But I did—I was inspired uh, by that episode uh, to to have uh, my friend do a mashup uh, with uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and and the the Excellent Adventure poster that was inspired by that episode is up 
on my Instagram at Wookie Riot if you want to see it. And I'll just leave it there. Uh, another just like interesting life connections. If you do not know the uh, the actress that that does the the performance of Frog Lady from uh, the second season of uh, The Mandalorian, her name is Misty Rosas, and uh, she actually also did the the body work inside Quill. You know, for the the physical representation of that character, and if you go all the way back to Congo, she was Amy Good Gorilla. But uh, in a and just a a weird, interesting thing, my my beautiful wife Heather is actually like more than just Facebook friends with her. Actually, like worked worked with Misty once upon a time when they both uh, worked for a certain certain anthropomorphic mouse, and uh, I think uh, the actress actually like dated one of Heather's friends at one point and it's just really weird like showed me showed me pictures of, of like the actual human being and like their their non like fan uh facebook and i was just like wow that's really cool and who knows maybe uh maybe we can get miss rosa's on an episode of the podcast but no no promises because lord knows this podcast is not that famous but uh, i just thought that was something fun to share i just it's interesting and just proves that heather is the coolest human being ever uh, there are rumors about a potential Boba Fett series. Deadline broke the news about this series being explored, but really no real confirmation stuff yet. Uh, I've read speculation on everything from them showing us how he escaped from the Sarlacc to uh, dealing with non-canon comics where he had like a, a former lover and a daughter. And who knows? Uh, you know, they, they like to make money. They like to keep people interested. Me, myself, I I think The Mandalorian is exactly the sort of Boba Fett show we needed. We, I don't think we actually need a show that gives us more. Uh, but who am I? You know, he has a fan base. And and, and I'm not going to lie. If it's, if it's on the Disney Plus, I'm probably going to watch it. Uh, but, yeah. So, we'll see. There's, what, the Cassian Andor show... And whatever Leslie Headland's show is, and then Obi Wan, and then maybe this Fett, maybe Fett. <laughs> uh, in in real world, connecting the Star Wars stuff, scientists have found a planet. It is K two one four one B, which yes, sounds like a droid from the Star Wars, uh, but is actually a designation of a planet. They found they found this planet with a, an atmosphere similar to Mustafar. It's Earth sized has a rock-like surface, and an ocean of freaking magma, which means it has lava rivers, uh, and it has a really hot side and a really cold side, although it doesn't have any tauntauns or, or ice caves for wampas. Uh, but, you know, it's hot and it's cold, so it's it's like a lot of people's exes, and uh, really cool. You can look up more information about K2141B online and uh and see how they're finding finding the things where you're like there never could be a planet made of lava and that's not true that's not true in fact uh apparently at one time earth was very very similar to k2141b and uh we will leave it at that uh john boyega is still continuing he pops up in my news feed from time you know talking about how how finn was not given an opportunity and all the character growth like you know kylo and and uh and and Daisy Ridley with Bray but uh yeah I thought it was good news I actually read that he Lucasfilm and Disney sat with him and actually listened to him about his concerns about his character getting sidelined in the Star Wars film and I I'd like that he's using his position and his status to speak out and hopefully that does foster change uh, he also he's, he said any future you know actors of color that work with Disney he hopes he, they don't get boyegood, and I think uh, creating a term to describe not getting good growth and character development for characters of color and making it your name to be boyegood was very interesting. 
And uh, I, for one, also hope that uh, that you know, by POC, you know, BIPOC characters are not boying it. <laughs> uh, if you didn't hear, uh, a game developer named Zynga has opened a new studio in Austin, Texas, to work on an unannounced Star Wars game. Of course, I saw a lot of people being like, "Oh, it's gonna be be the next this, or it's gonna be the next that," and uh, it really sounds like. They're working on a, a premier mobile game for Star Wars, so we will see. Uh, yes, a lot of people got new gaming systems this Life Day se- season, uh, some of the PS5s and the new Xbox, but I don't know that you're going to get a title from this company. I mean, this is the company responsible for Farmville and Words with Friends and slot machine games for Game of Thrones and Wizard of Oz. So my hype is relatively low for this, but if you know more... There you go. Uh, Zynga, Star Wars, new studio. (laughs) Uh, For people who really like Pedro Pascal uh, and you want to see him in something, hey, he's in more than just The Mandalorian. He's actually going to be in Robert Rodriguez's sequel to Shark Boy and Lava Girl uh, in a movie on Netflix that comes out New Year's Day and is called We Can Be Heroes. Apparently, Shark Boy and Lava Girl are grown up and have a kid named Guppy now. And uh, the movie's going to be about her. And I, I never saw the Shark Boy and Lava Girl movie, so I, I don't have much more opinion. But apparently, uh, Pedro Pascal plays a dad to somebody? Question mark. There you go. <laughs> and uh, while I'm not going to get deep into this last Star Wars news story, it, it does seem that Gina Carano uh, is continuing to find ways to piss fans off. Uh, I, I think my takeaway is you can look up. All, all the people that want to cancel Gina Carano and Mandalorian and the reasons behind it, it does does involve some conspiracy QAnon BS. Um, I, th- I think all actors that are involved in any of this stuff, you know, with social media, you need you need to be careful. You need to be careful about what you post. You need to be able to defend what you post. And uh, the, the, we do live in a world of consequences. And because many people have many accesses to things people say, you know, if if there is a vocal fan base out there wanting to cancel Baby Yoda, uh, Cara Dune's not going to be safe. <laughs> yeah, literally, if uh, the phenom that is Baby Yoda, if people can hate Baby Yoda, you can hate anybody. Especially, uh, especially uh, based on some of the comments. So, I, I don't think I'm going to cancel her. I don't think needs there. But I wouldn't be surprised if Disney was like, eh, we don't need to continue you being in season three of the show. And, uh... You know, if, if that's what happens, that's what happens. Uh, and hopefully, you know, they, they if that is what happened in season two, her character is not so pivotal that it would be a loss. Uh, so, yeah. And I don't really have much more of an opinion than that. Uh, in Flavor of the Geek, you know, this is just uh, the all, all the other geeky flavors that are good to talk about. Uh, we, need, we need to do some rest in pieces. Uh, the first rest in peace... For for Alex Trebek, uh, so sad. I uh, well, you know, a lot of people. You don't actually see my my personal page, but uh, I actually got to meet uh, Alex Trebek when I was in the military, and uh, it was it was a really neat opportunity where me and a couple other people got to hang out with him for like thirty to sixty minutes. I don't even remember how long it was. What I do remember is that uh, <laughs> he did tell us to stop answering questions in the form of questions. And, uh, you know, I, I think uh, it was really lovely. I got to take a picture with him on the wing of a KC-135. 
and uh, he really made us feel special, even though we're just you know some Air Force schlubs, and he uh, he was the the really cool <laughs> Trebek, you know. And thankfully, nobody was like suck at Trebek. <laughs> and speaking of uh, suck at Trebek, you know that is another R.I.P. that we have. Sean Connery passed away, you know uh, whether. Whether you know him geeky style as uh, the the father of Indiana Jones or in uh, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, uh, the, the rule that made him retire from acting. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like or of course Bond, James Bond. But uh, and and then it's just sort of sort of interesting that the you know those two characters were were in a Saturday Night Live sketch. <laughs> so of course, lots of people have have all sorts of jokes about that and also if you didn't hear the uh, creator of uh, scooby-doo charles kenneth spears did pass away uh, november 6th um he created uh scooby-doo with uh, joe ruby and of course you think like scooby-doo is hannah barbera but no like it actually uh is is somebody who was uh, friends with one of the sons of william hannah and uh ended up creating creating scooby-doo and uh, Dino Mutt and uh, Dog Wonder and Jabberjaw and uh, and some other stuff like it's it's really cool like literally the Plastic Man Comedy Adventure Hour um, what else Thundar the Barbarian uh, Mr T Alvin and the Chipmunks uh, did a lot of the producing for that stuff but uh, you know all all three people brought some joy to people in the geek world and I just. Uh, Wanted to give them some credit, especially uh, Mr. Ken Spears, you know, right there along with Alex Trebek and, uh, and uh, Sean Connery. You know, they, they say the, the deaths happen in, uh, in threes, and these are big hits. And uh, especially the Alex Trebek one really, really hit me hard. I've always been somebody who, who liked to accumulate, like, silly knowledge. And, uh, and, you know, Alex made it cool to have, to have that knowledge. And it, it is just sad that, that he's gone. But uh, it is what it is. In other news, uh, Space Force, the the comedy um, on Netflix, was uh, renewed for a second season. So Steve Carell's Space Force. I, me and Heather watched the entirety of that first season, and it was silly. Uh, I don't know if it was the best thing ever, but, you know, using... using uh, a uh, something created by the current 45th president of the United States of America, uh, and and making fun of it, actually trademarking better than the the nation of America did, <laughs> which is also interesting. But uh, it was a it was a a fun show and it was funny, and I saw saw room for it to grow and become better. And of course, Billy Bob Thornton, not Billy Bob Thornton, uh, John Malkovich is in it as well, and I think that was something I really enjoyed the most. Um, there was a new trailer for the the Snyder Cut that came out. You can look that up online. I didn't bother putting it up on Laugh It Up Fuzzballs because I'm just like it's it's not that much different. It's it's literally still Leonard Cohen music. Apparently they got the rights for it now. Uh, a semi better looking Steppenwolf, a little bit more black suit Superman, and uh, that's it. I've read articles that apparently there's like two and a half hours of new footage that are going to be in the movie. Snyder is apparently almost done with the edit for it, so we'll hopefully begin a date for when this four hour, you know, four one hour episode Snyder cut of Justice League comes out. Apparently, only like four to five minutes of of new new role for the movie, which is just crazy. And I don't even know what what we're getting, but uh, 
I will be watching it on the Hippo Max when it does. And uh, if you want to find that new trailer, you can find it pretty easy online. It was definitely on Scott Snyder's Twitter, and uh, it's definitely been pulled by some people onto the tube of you. <laughs> and the last little uh, geeky news thing is just apparently Darkwing Duck is getting a reboot on Disney+. Plus. I just learned about this today, but Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg and some others are, are rebooting it for the Disney+. Plus. And bringing it, and this is more than just you know uh, the actor that played Darkwing Duck and his niece being on Ducktales. This is this sounds like a, a reboot of the amazing show that had like ninety one episodes that uh, that that really teased on uh, on some superhero stuff in like a really delightful way, and uh, I I cannot wait. This will be so exciting, especially. You know, with Disney having having the keys to the Marvel Universe, it's a perfect opportunity for them to like poke a little fun at themselves, and also just have a really lovely show. And uh, I'm I'm excited, and I'm sure more details will come in the future. But uh, that's about it for for this week of laughing at fuzzballs. We've uh, caught up on the news. There's there's always more more stuff to to catch up on. But you know, I don't don't want this episode to be too crazy long. You know, if I if I wanted to real quick like some movies that I've watched, my corn screen, my corn screen watches, if you will, uh, did see Superman the movie uh, in the last few weeks. I actually watched it with Heather, and she was making fun of how cheesy <laughs> the movie was, and she's right, it is, but uh, it was still enjoyable. And uh, you know that first superhero movie for a lot of people my age, rewatch Beetlejuice, classic. Like if you get a chance watch Michael Keaton, young Michael Keaton as uh, Beetlejuice. It's just lovely. Tim Burton at his finest. I watched the Jumanji The Next Level. That's uh, the the sequel to the, the Dwayne The Rock Johnson Jumanjis. Man, I love that movie. It was so much fun. I think I watched that on The Hibbo. Uh, but yeah, it, great. Seeing Dwayne Johnson pretending to be Danny DeVito and Chris Hart uh, pretending to be Danny, Danny Glover, and uh, they they just found a way to uh, to do some really cool stuff. And uh, it's not deep, uh, but it, it was incredibly enjoyable. I rewatched The Princess Bride with Heather. That's one of her favorite movies. Always a good movie to go back and watch. I, I went and watched Jay and Silent Bob reboot again just because I really wanted, I needed some laughter. I, I watched Bill and Ted Face the Music. Man, I need to I need to talk more about that movie uh, in, in some way, shape, or form. But what I will say is if you enjoyed the first two Bill and Ted's, you're going to enjoy this movie. Uh, it's incredibly nostalgic while also telling a new tale. I, I, there's so many different variations of Bill and Ted that get encountered, which uh, brought me joy. Keanu and, uh, and Winters uh, reprising their characters is just so good. They even find an amazing way to pay, pay tribute to George Carlin and Rufus. And and it's just lovely. It's uh, it's it's so good. I I bought it on my Amazon Prime. I'm glad I own it, and it was great. Of course, uh, Thor Ragnarok. I watched it again, like probably like three or four times <laughs> in the last like two weeks. Uh, I've discovered this new. If your if your brain's going crazy and things are stressing you out, what you need to do is put on a movie that you've watched a million times, and it will reset everything. And for me, the movie that I've seen way too many times is Thor Ragnarok. Of course, I also watch Captain America Winter Soldier just because it's a damn good movie. And sometimes it's fun to see Captain America kick some people in the face. 
Uh, I watched Guardians of the Galaxy, Ant-Man, just, you know, I, I like MCU movies. I uh, How did we see Terminator Dark Fate? I think it's free if you do Amazon Prime right now. But uh, we watched that, me and Heather, and man, that was a really, really fun movie. As a, as a direct sequel to the second Terminator movie, I thought it was wonderful. I actually talk about it a bit more on that Benchmormers podcast that I was talking about, but... Uh, Sarah Connor, and then the new Terminators, and uh, and the Protector that comes to pr- protect the one lady, and uh, it starts off with a big surprise. We were just like, "Where is this gonna go?" And it is all sorts of girl power against uh, a Hispanic Terminator, and uh, it's lovely and action packed and wonderful. And I, I just really appreciated the the living heck out of it. I, I enjoyed every single minute of that that terminator flick and and yeah i I see why a lot of people really enjoyed it and if you were sleeping on it because you were like i just don't know about that that terminator dark fate movie like give give it a chance uh tim miller as a director did a a really dang good job and if you're you're wondering like oh how do i how do i know that name tim miller well maybe because that very first deadpool movie actually uh you know, they're, I'm pretty sure that he had something to do with that. So, uh, you know, I think uh, I think that's uh, that's that should be enough. You're like, if you enjoy that Deadpool movie, although it's not irreverent humor in the Dark Fate, but it it just was incredibly fun. Uh, Linda Hamilton back and kicking ass. Gabriel Luna as the Terminator was everything. Mackenzie Davis kicked ass, and then Natalia Reyes. It, it it just it was it was lovely and even the way that that Arnold was back was uh was I enjoyed it very 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 much I thought it was a good movie uh, while it's not geeky I saw I watched the trial of uh, the Chicago Seven on Netflix and man that movie's good uh, it's if you're looking for something to enjoy I thought that was fun I it's just the historian in me wanted to enjoy something there and then I, I rewatched Tangled because <laughs> it's a a good Disney animated movie. And uh, we're me and and the tag guy are halfway through Doolittle on uh, on the Hibble Max, and uh, one of those movies that I'm gonna ask him if he wants to keep watching it, and if he says yes, I'm gonna finish it, and if uh, he says no, I'm not gonna be sad. <laughs> uh, but uh, I guess at some point I'll finish it. But that's it, 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 fine. It's fine. It's it's not the best movie in the world, but it's fine. And then I did finally finish watching <laughs> excuse me the original david lynch dune on on the hippo max and uh man that movie it, that was a movie <laughs> it, it is incredibly slow to get to a certain point and then it just goes full fire hose news with uh action and scenes and uh yeah it's like literally after i finished it i was like holy crap i think i need to rewind and watch this entire half of the movie again because, uh, wow, there, there was lots of things that happened. And, man, there's a hell of a lot of interior monologue in that movie. Uh, but it is what it is. So there you go. There's some real fast me talking about some movies that I've watched. Uh, and that's it. Thanks for stopping by and uh, being a part of uh, this fun podcast that's now going for 218 episodes. I appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, you know all the drill. Laugh it up, fuzzball podcast at gmail.com if you want to send me an email like my buddy Jerry uh, at Wookie Riot on Twitter and Instagram. Of course, the Laugh It Up Fuzzballs Facebook group, plug, plug, plug. 
anchor.fm slash laugh dash it dash up dash fuzzball and uh, yeah comments and questions and cussing discussing all all good i i love to see people engaged and uh, i appreciate each and every one of you listening to the podcast and uh, i'm excited the very next uh episode of the podcast is uh not one of my ideas an idea somebody else had and uh me blue and and surprise guests who you'll you'll see in the next episode of the podcast presumably uh yeah and uh there's some really great ideas coming up uh, i've got a couple couple guests i want to get on for some different things and especially with this uh this semester of grad school being done and me almost finalizing my next my next semester i'm gonna have a little bit of free time to do some fun guest episodes so maybe not the summer guests but maybe the winter guests time will tell but for now we're caught up on news uh hopefully you're doing well i hope uh you're staying warm and safe uh, i know that if you're an american it's been crazy with the coronavirus resurgence so be safe wash your hands don't go out if you don't have to and i uh, wish you all the best and uh we will catch you on the flip side thank you for stopping by you stay classy be excellent to each other party on dudes and uh, remember god gave rock and roll to you gave rock and roll to you put it in your soul for everyone ttfn wookie out